Welcome to the Sometimes Spouse Podcast. Today is Ask an Expert with Bonnie Dominguez. Welcome, Bonnie Dominguez. Hi, Christy. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. You know, I have this kind of like side passion for real estate. So that's why we talk real estate all the time on the Ask an Expert show. But before you were in real estate, tell me what you did in your former life. Oh, gosh. So I guess the majority of it is I was a hairdresser for almost 17 years. Um, Mastered that. I had clients that were really, really sad when... Um, I got my license because they knew that it was coming. (laughs) And I had a lot of clients that stuck with me for at least 15 years. So, um, yeah, being a a people person and just surrounded by so many people um, that I've always been in something like that. But hair is where I made a career um, for a really long time before I got into real estate. So. How did you happen upon real estate when you'd been a beautician for so long? So, um, when I was doing hair, um, and well, let's see, I've been licensed now for seven years. And one of, one of my coworkers, she was a stylist also, and I don't know how she got into it, but, um, she mentioned one day about real estate and I was like, well, that sounds fun. Had no idea, you know, I'm thinking, oh, it's looking at houses, you know, that kind of thing. Um, my kids were really young at the time, because I'm going to say this was probably, gosh, 15 years ago, at least, because it was still in the beginning of my, my hair career. Um, and then she ended up, I think she did hair for another year or two, and then went about her way. My kids were small. It wasn't the right time. Uh-huh. And then probably about seven years later or so is when I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to try something new, because being in the hair world when you're especially when you're i guess i don't want to say good but um you have a good clientele you're on your feet for 12 hours a day sometimes 10 12 and so it's back breaking and a lot of people don't think about that so i was looking for something that could be somewhat flexible and um, which i've learned now that it's not really the case but you know that's what you think when you're getting in and um I just figured it was the time my husband had um, knee surgery, which put him out. He was not able to do anything. So I had the luxury of him being at home to take care of the kids. They were a little bit older at the time, but um, it was just timing and I jumped right in. And so now I've been in real estate for about seven years. So do you only do your own hair now? Uh, No, I actually go to some of the girls that I work with. I kind of bounce between the two or three of them (laughs) that I used to work with. Oh, wow, wow. Sometimes I still get the itch, and they'll tell me, Bonnie, do not pull out your scissors. Wow. So what, do you have any interesting hobbies along with, you know, Oh, gosh. I have my hand in so many different things. Um, So, um. Like, so one thing with real estate, I'm vice president of the Temple Belt and Board of Realtors this year. So um, that's, I would almost call that a hobby because it's not a paid job. Uh Um, But it's something I've learned over the years that it's the politics side of of real estate, you know, uh, working for our homeowners, which I'm a homeowner. So finding all all those things. Um, But other than that, like hobbies, I mean, we volunteer. Um, I have side hustle, which I think everybody has. And people always wonder, how do you even have time for a side hustle if you're 
actually work in real estate and it's kind of one of those things if you want to you will <laughs> so that's and that's my my uh i guess outlook on things if you want it you're gonna do it and if not okay <laughs> so i'm going to talk a little bit about how covid has affected the real estate market because i'm really surprised it's doing so well so the number one time to sell a house is in the spring right how was uh, pre-COVID, so January, February, early March, how was the real estate market looking for 2020? So actually, I think that well, like what your first statement about the time to sell is in the spring or buy, that I think that's actually kind of uh, a little bit misconstrued because a lot of people think that because it looks like a lot of people are moving and people are, um, but actually one of the even bigger, better times is actually in the holiday season oh, really? because you end up being, um, everybody starts thinking, um, well, it's, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, it's all these things. I, I, I don't have time to put my house on the market. So if you, you basically kind of put yourself in a supply and demand kind of thing, because if you only have two houses on the market and you've got a buyer that needs to move for whatever reason, well, then you have supply and demand kind of thing. And so you could actually drive your price up just a little bit selling in the fall months versus um, in the spring. Wow. And so um, I didn't check it this past year, but there's several years where I've checked December sales and it'll have the most sales in that month at the end of the year. Wow. So I always tell my people, if you want to sell it, don't, don't wait. And plus you have your house decorated. It's staged for Christmas. It looks pretty. It's, you know, all of those things are already done. You don't have to go and pay someone else for staging and, you know, just different things like that. So um, before COVID, I mean, I think we were kind of in a borderline sellers neutral market. It, it kind of depended on the price range. I feel it's still a little bit in the price range, but we're in a hot, hot market. I've put two properties on in the last two weeks and they've all had multiple offers and it's been crazy um and then even the properties that you know i'm listing and we're talking about multiple offers they're telling me oh this is this is the fourth one we put an offer on that has multiple offers and i'm like Geesh. i mean it's it i really can't say why people are moving faster but i think they're more serious and they realize that the prices are going up interest rates are still good uh -huh. So, you know, if, if it's a, people always ask that question too, what's a good time to buy or sell? Well, it's when you need to. So there's really no good time because if your job is moving or you're growing out of your house because, you know, you're having a new baby and y'all just don't fit, well, then that's the right time, you know? So that, that's kind of where we've been though. So we're in a really, really hot market. Um, Did you anticipate <laughs> that after COVID, like when COVID hit? I mean, everybody, I think, kind of anticipated it was going to slow down the housing market. We were worried about another 2008 kind of housing crash, but it doesn't look like it, does it? I, especially not in our area. We have such a good economy. Um, and I think, you know, especially for the people who are all about shop local, I think those people have really come out and supported their local businesses. Um I think if something does happen, it's going to be one of those later aftermaths, like, because right now there's just so much going on that's good. Um, besides COVID, you know, it's making people realize certain things, you know, of why they need to move or why they should move or, you know, all those things. So I think if something really does happen, it will be a lot later. Um, because right now, I mean, there's still jobs coming up. You know, people, I know people lost a lot of jobs, but, I think there's still a lot still coming. There's still a lot of good coming out of it. 
So yeah, um, maybe, it was maybe yeah, definitely not expected. Maybe those people were stuck at home and they're like, I need a bigger house with my family. That's right. There was a meme about that, and I think it's kind of true. Yeah, like, I need definitely bigger spaces to get away. You know, the funny part is, like, some of the um, buyers that we've gotten on the listings, because I would say I probably work at least 90% listings um, versus buyers, everybody's coming from somewhere else because they've all done a FaceTime showing. They've had a family member that already lives here. So there's just that many more people coming into our area from, um, let's see, I think one's in Dallas. Actually, I want to say the two that I'm working with right now, the listings, the buyers are coming from Dallas, I think. So everybody's coming from everywhere. Wow. So COVID changed a little bit. I heard you say you were doing like FaceTime viewings or something Mm -hmm. like that. That's changed your, your business just a little bit. Um, yes and no, because we do have so many, you know, we're in a high, um, I'm more in the Temple Belton market and we do have a lot of military here. So that's actually been kind of common. Um, but it's been more common now for the people that are not military and used to doing something like that. So, um, I think one thing like, um, video showings, like uh, open houses, they Uh were doing more virtual tours. I think that's something that has changed. People are doing more, getting more into the technology side and, and showing because for, I guess, as long as everything was closed, we really weren't doing any open houses. So mm-hmm. that was like the only way they could see it besides just seeing the pictures listed on a website. Wow. So what what do you think 2020, the second half looks like for you? In the market? I think it's going to same thing. Yeah. I think it's just going to keep going the way it is. Um, I, I don't think this year is going to change much. I think I think what we've been living in the last two months is kind of going to be the rest of the year, honestly. Um, I, I really couldn't say that for, for 21, but um, I'm sure it's probably going to slide in. I mean, time just goes by so fast. We don't have enough hours in the day. <laughs> so. so if you have a potential buyer, what's the one thing you have the buyer look for in a home? I'm sure there's multiple, but what's one of the first things you have a buyer look at at a home when they're looking to purchase it? What I have them look for, um, I think just making sure that since they're making a move, and this has happened before, you know, they're like, oh, well, we're outgrowing our house. Um, and then, you know, I try to find out the details of their house, making sure that we're not going to look at the same square footage, you know? So, um, and then I guess, when you're going into the house, I just let them, I don't really pick any one thing. I think I'm the one looking for the problems, but I want them to feel like it's good. Uh Um, Just because I want to make sure that if I see something that I'm able to ask for that upfront or already kind of set that expectation, hey, I see these cracks in the wall, you know, there could be settling or, you know, could be foundation issues, that kind of thing. but I never want to alarm them. So it's just always setting expectations. So, um, and usually I think anybody, when you first walk into a home, you pretty much know, you get that feeling yeah. like, is it warm or, you know, you can just feel like it matches. It's so, so weird how that happens, but you can already tell, nope, this one's not for you. Just let's keep going to the next. <laughs> What's the craziest thing that you've ever seen happen when you were doing a home showing? A home showing? Um, well, I was doing a virtual home showing, 
and somebody pop up over the fence. Wow. <laughs> I'm out the front door. Because <laughs> I'm bad sometimes about, you know, uh, I do keep the location sharing map from, uh, with my husband, but uh-huh. sometimes I forget to tell him, you know, hey, look out because I'm going to meet people I haven't met before. And that doesn't happen very often either. Um, <laughs> it's it's usually on a, a complete whim, like we have to because like there's multiple offers. We're going to do our interview at the house, <laughs> you know. Wow. Um, but yeah, somebody popping up over a fence unexpectedly. <laughs> I remember I was on a Zoom training one time and I was watching it and this uh, wife was doing the training in her office and all of a sudden you see your husband walk through buck naked. <laughs> he did not know the Zoom training was on. It was Oh my gosh. That, <laughs> that's where having your digital backgrounds definitely come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. So, do you, do you see any housing trends for 2020? For tw- no, not really. New construction. Um, I, at the beginning of the year, I felt like we had a whole lot. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, it's like when I realized that there's a whole lot of new construction. The new construction was all being sold sight unseen. It seems like, um, and it's definitely the case now. You cannot find any new construction um almost available like it's if it's there it's probably sold like if you see framing it's probably sold um because they're selling on that fast and it's crazy like my brother lives in the cypress area yeah and they live in a subdivision town uh called town lake and i would say that their price during i think they start at like 300 or something and they were thinking about moving back to belton they wanted new construction and to match the house that they have in Town Lake um, in Cyprus to Belton, it's like $75,000 difference. And I would have never, ever guessed that I couldn't help my brother move back to little old Belton, you know, and him spend less or more here than where he's at. And I'm talking about a community that has its own water park, its own boardwalk. I mean, just, it has everything. So. It's like at the end of the day, he finally made the decision. I'm not moving. I'm staying yeah. in Houston because it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, so it's it, our housing market. This the prices are just insane. And I heard the inventory is really low. Yes, and that's what's driving up all the prices. Yeah, because some people think that um, you can go and you know, let's just say it's listed for 150. They're like, oh, I'm going to put an offer at 145 and ask for closing costs. Well, definitely in our market, it's probably going to be multiple offers. So usually the first thing to come off the table is closing costs. And you probably better match their sales price, if not more. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So if you've got somebody that's selling a house, what's one of the first things that you tell them? Um, depending on their situation, actually making sure that they're pre-approved if they're buying another house. Because I've heard of situations where, um, and thank goodness I haven't encountered any because I do make everybody get pre-approved before we list their house. Because I've heard of situations where they didn't and um, house sold quick, gone, and they had nowhere to go because they didn't get approved. So they had to be rented. That, that's like one of my key. Now, if you know that you're going to rent because you know that, okay, the market is good. 
um, I'm going to rent because we're moving in a year and I just want to sell now. Okay, I totally get that. So then we wouldn't do that. Then it's just making sure that um, we have the house, uh, you know, on a scale of one to 10, if you're a buyer, which kind of house do you want to walk into? And then, you know, okay, if you want to walk into a 10, tell me what your house is rated, what you rate your own house. And if it's a five, what do we need to do to get it to a 10? And so try to work on those things. So, and I always try to put the sellers in the eyes of the, put them in, have the eyes of the buyer. Would you like this if you walked in here? Would you buy this? Would you ask for this to be fixed? And if the answer is yes, well, then you already made your list. Fix it. I know who they could call for that. Oh, so sometimes spouse. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I know that you work with EXP Realty, which it's a really kind of different organization they really focus on training the realtors um mm -hmm. i'm fascinated by that uh, can you tell me a little bit about exp so exp is um i would say one of the few now cloud brokerages i think there's a couple of others that have popped up recently um it's a cloud brokerage so you don't have to be in a brick and mortar you can work from home and being in real estate i mean you can really work just about anywhere the only time you can't is when you're showing a buyer a house, you gotta be there. Um, but so EXP, they have a ton of training. Everything is like, just like we're on the Zoom, it's almost kind of like a Zoom. Um, you actually get your own avatar created. So you can actually go into what we have called the world and you can go and you walk your little avatar in, you can sit down, you can raise your hand. Um, and the speaker is coming, so it's nationwide. They're coming from all over, they're trainers, they're top producers. Um, and they're training. One thing I really like about it is they're always different because they're always coming from different areas of the country. They're all different places in their business. Um, and we have, I mean, probably five or six trainings every single day. You just, as the agent, have to figure out what is it that I'm focusing on in my business to put your training calendar together because it's all there for you. Because we have everything is cloud-based, so it makes it easy to do it. Like sometimes I will have it on when I'm driving and I'll just listen. Uh huh. So you don't have so, to go to a physical location. Mm -mm. It's all no. there. Yeah. So you can do it from anywhere. That's yeah. Amazing. And so, um, I worked at another company before that was really based on training. And then when this one came up, um, their training was very equivalent and it was, um, more free, I guess you could say, uh -huh. as far as like, not having to go to the office all the time when you don't need to. Um, so that's one thing I really liked about EXP. That's amazing. So if you had somebody that was interested in real estate, what kind of advice would you give a, a new person thinking about getting into the real estate market in 2020? Ooh, thinking about it or actually already going to classes and doing it? Thinking about it. Thinking about it. Um, I guess what's prompting them to get in it? Um, because just like I said earlier, you know, you think it's flexible, probably not. <laughs> I would, um, you know, find out what their lifestyle is a little bit and let them know they're really, especially if you want to be successful, there's no really part time. Um, so you've got to, especially your first couple of years. Um, and, and it's so funny how real estate is so different, but it really kind of mimics as a hairdresser, like it had no clients. So I was a yes person. Yes, 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 yes. I will take you. 
you know, so a buyer pops up, you don't care if you don't know their name, they're calling you, they're like, meet me now, you're like, yes. <laughs> so you kind of have to be prepared for that hustle. And so if you don't have that, or you don't have the ability to it, because maybe you're a single mom, and you have young kids and nobody to help you, it's going to be a little more challenging. Can it be done? Yes. But is it challenging? Yes. So, you know, just be expected for some frustrations, possibly in the very beginning. Um, because it's, it's building a clientele because once you start getting those people in, they come back, especially if you take, you've done everything to take good care of them. They will come back. Awesome. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, Bonnie, how can they contact you? So my phone number is 254-466-0176. And I'm all over Facebook, <laughs> all over Instagram. Um, so you can just either um, send me a text message or um, private message me on either one of those platforms. So Awesome. Now, I do like to ask a fun question before I end the interview. If you okay. were stranded on a desert island and all of your human needs were met and you could have two things with you, what two things would you have like as luxuries and why? Okay, so today I'm going to say chocolate cake. As long as it keeps coming in, like it's like you eat the cake and then it, it's gone. And then all of a sudden the next day you wake up and you have one again, like Groundhog Day. <laughs> I would say chocolate cake. Um, and, you know, so I talked about a little side hustle earlier, right? So I would say for mental health and to just feel good. I would have to have the color street. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the Sometimes Spouse Ask an Expert podcast, Bonnie. Thank you, Christy, for having me. It's so much fun. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us and listening to the Sometimes Spouse podcast, Ask an Expert with Bonnie Dominguez, who's with EXP Realty. This is Christy Ogle, your host. Have an amazing weekend.